<laughs> right, let's start again because that was incredibly offensive to a lot of people. In fact, we can start from here and let people wonder what was offensive. They'll have to message us directly to work out what what we were talking about. I think so, most people would agree with me. You are. I think most people would agree with me. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. Is it? Uh, I don't. Do you know if you watch a, a show called Balls of Steel? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's on Channel Four, and that uh, they, they, they used to be Mark Dolan, or was it Mark Dolan? His name, I think the the host. That used to be the catchphrase, and they used to say, uh, "What's going to happen here?" I can't remember. What, you know, they'd say something like, "What's going to happen in this video?" Then you go, "Well, there's only one way to find out, Mark." I think, I think the, the one where he, I've seen the one where he's down. Um, he phones a plumber out. You seen that one? Remind me. The gay, the gay guy. Oh, he goes, fat, you fancy a bum? Yeah, and he does. Yeah. He brings that guy, and he, and oh, is that the issues under the end of the sink, and he's just full of dildos. <laughs> pants like in the end, he says, "Oh, fancy a bum?" Yeah. yeah. Fancy, do you fancy a bum? That's oh, so funny. Yeah, I, a, there's, a, there's a couple on the beach, and a woman comes over and starts flirting, like you know, proper flirting, and they go and they kick right off. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Um, that's also, that's an Australian woman who was in. Big Brother or someone wasn't she? She was in one of the celebrity Big Brothers. I can't remember. Yeah. Was it Taylor, someone or something? I can't remember. I shouldn't even know this. I, I can't call myself a man after knowing this. Um, but anyway, yeah, she's fit. To be fair, rubbing cleaning I'm, people. Yeah, I'm sure my wife would be pissed off if some really hot, attractive female like her came over and started talking to me as if I was like her partner. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I like I, I like the um, militant black dude. I think that was his character name, militant black guy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it goes. Uh, I remember he's walking around Buckingham Palace, and he was stepping on the grass outside. And there was a sign opposite that says "Don't step on grass." And uh, security guard goes, "Excuse me, sir, you must get off the grass. You're not allowed to step on the grass." He goes, "What do you mean stepping on grass? What do you think? Because I'm black, you think I do drugs?" This is so funny. <laughs> Obviously, pulling out the black card, <laughs> just goes into this telescope shop. Says. Um, I need one of those telescopes to look at those things in the sky, you know, one of those the stars that collapse on themselves. And he goes, what do you mean, a black hole? What do you mean, black hole, you racist motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously there's the bakery in a black forest gato. There's so many of them. It's so funny. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope we haven't offended anyone with any of that chat. I'm sure we haven't. It's just quite funny. Just and we're yeah. And you've got problems. Yeah. It's not offensive, actually. It's it's actually the opposite. It's about um, uh, ethnic minorities making other people feel uncomfortable with potentially racial slurs. So it's not really offensive. In fact, I think it's the other way around. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like the, um, the I think, what was his name? Big Gay Following. That was the character's name for the plumber, wasn't it? Because you fancy a bum. Do you fancy a bum, Johnny? How <laughs> much? <laughs> no, you st- <laughs> I'm supposed to be paying you. All right. Then. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, moving on from from that intro, um, we're on episode number eighty-three, I think. Wow, seventeen of the big century—that's outrageous. Um, how the devil are we both? Actually, Fran, have you even spoken? I don't know if you have. I don't know if people I even know you're no, here. I stayed, I stayed quite quiet throughout that conversation. Yeah, just, I don't um, blame you. Quietly laughing to myself. Yeah, there's that, it's some. Some definite um, dodgy territory there. Anyway, how are you? I am very well. I'm just recovering from a, this Christmas flu that's gone round everyone, mm. or seemingly gone round everyone. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm pretty well. I've got exams coming up in a couple of weeks' time, so just kind of cracking on with revision 
and coursework and training is pretty much the as exciting as it gets really no that's the dream what more can you want yeah <laughs> don't sound so, convinced no no it's fine it's fine i enjoy the course i enjoy all of the like the material that i'm covering it's just um a lot to cram in over the next couple of weeks that's all mm. Exactly. It's it just it's a memory it's a memory game. It's very frustrating because it's not how much you know, it's how much you can remember. You've just reminded but... me of another comic skit. Do you wanna hear what? it? Go on then. See if you can guess sorry, I'm eating a chocolate biscuit. Um see if you can guess the uh guess the show. Market! Have you got any pirate memory games? No. Just Margaret. You said Margaret then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not really the important part. The important part was probably the. Have you got any pirate memory games? No, I don't know. No. Not a clue. What if I said Fat Fighters? No. Nope. Um, Show me. Uh, how about Bitty? Oh. Oh my God! What's it called? How about? How about? How about this is. one? Yeah, uh, hold on. How about this one? So, yeah, hello. Yeah, I want that one. <laughs> oh. uh, goes into a, a card shop and wants to buy a card for a birthday card, I believe, specifically. And he picks up a funeral card and says, um, I want that one. You can't have that one. Why not? You can't. Oh, oh it's... Uh, it's, oh, oh, you know, I've ruined this. I can't remember the punchline. I think it's something along the lines of, it's his birthday. He's not dead. You butchered that. Yeah, I probably did butcher a little bit. But I know you, still haven't, you still haven't... You still say... Little Britain, come on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, little Britain. Little it was Britain. that last voice, that last accent that we've got on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. I think so. I bet Marjorie Dawes is exactly like what most of them reps are like. Thick. Um... Can I say that? name, Marjorie Dawes. I don't know what the Fat Fighter's um, actual character name is. I thought it was Marjorie, wasn't it? Or was it not? I know George Dawes is the actor playing it, or the comedian, but I don't know about um, Marjorie. Might be. Marjorie is... The the, the Marjorie Pirate Memory Games thing is the the old dude in the shop where he comes in and says, have you got any Pirate Memory Games? And he shouts upstairs to Margaret upstairs and he goes, Margaret, have you got any Pirate Memory Games? No, just me. I still think it's funny, but... Anyway, that's just, and this all came about because Fran said it's a memory game. <laughs> I just said it reminded me of that. You just like any excuse to show off your accents. Yeah, I'm pretty good at accents though, aren't I? You like, are good. Yeah. Hello, my name's Johnny and I like to eat a lot of cereal and shag a lot of sheep. Pretty good at this. Boy, oh, yes. Yes, yeah, pretty good. And, and Manchester United are fucking shite. There's a team lost in Man City and I've got a bottle for the rest of the oh, season. Oh, whatever. Come on, any 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 Liverpool fans out there, you ain't gonna win it. Um, I I probably actually agree with you, mate, because I still don't think, even though we were seven points clear, I still think it was Man City to to obviously they're still the best team in it. So why would they not win it? You know, it's it's the whole marathon, not a sprint thing. Just because we're ahead at the start, don't mean we're going to end that way. And I don't think whether we win it now or not that would have made any difference that game. Just one game. I would rather Man City win it. I don't get that. There's a lesser of two evils. Are they though? Man City, yeah. how, how are Man City the lesser of two evils? They just are, like. They just are. 
You shouldn't. But basically, Conor McGregor said it right when Jose Aldo celebrated him um, McGregor losing to Nate Diaz the first time. You should never celebrate other people's successes, like in that way, as in like because someone else failed. Just stops the scouts winning. I'll celebrate it all. Mm, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, that just shows how little you boys got to worry about, mate. That's how poo you are down, yeah, in, down in sixth place. I feel like I feel I feel like Liverpool fan for the last thirty years. Yeah, well. Anyway, I, I still I still think Man City will win it if I'm honest because um, I don't see us going the distance, um, and I don't think it's because we bottle it. I just don't think we're the better team out of the two. So no, it's not that. It's just we they are the better team out of the two. So why would they not win the league? I think that's probably what will happen. We'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll beat you a season as well. Next season. Please try to be humble, you guys. No, that's what I just asked. Did you say next season? Oh, this season. Nah, I doubt it, mate. Too old and got no part ball pass in your team. Even Pogba, fucking most overrated player. I don't think he's the best in the world by a far, by a distance. Anyway, anyway, let's move on from football. This is a nutrition podcast, and Fran's looking like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't have a clue. No. So, what have you been up to other than celebrating the mediocre four wins you've had, Johnny? About four nobody teams. <laughs> four nobody teams. Five nobody teams. Yeah, five. Sorry, Reading, Reading, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle. Who else did you have? Someone else? Shit, Wolves or someone? Actually, no, Wolves aren't a bad outfit. Actually, I went uh, shopping the Ravens and stuff for Germany because I'm going away in what's the day today? Sixth. I'm going away in ten days, three weeks. So I'll get some get some stuff. What type of stuff? A couple of t-shirts. A um, couple of jumpers, some gloves, because it's rather fresh out there at the minute, and oh. rather snowy. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, I need to get some nutritional goods, like you can't get over there, like protein bars, or which you clearly get protein bars in Germany, you know what I mean? You can get, it's a, it's a very small village, but you can get protein bars, and the, and the shop is pretty decent. Mm. So I'm going to take some whey with me. I'm going to take a dumbbell and a barbell set, because the nearest gym is like 40 or 50 miles away. It's just not going to happen. So I'm going to look. I looked on Amazon for a set earlier, thirty quid, fifty kilos. So that to do. You'll have to do. Yeah, if I can do an upper lower, upper lower, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, you can do a lot of body weight. Package. Oh, are you driving? Try driving to from us to Harwich, Harwich over on the boat to the Hook of Holland, is it? And then from there down to Rupoling, which is like next door to Austria, Salzburg. Okay. So a big truck going over. So I'll chuck all the kit in the back of that. Mm. Do you want to explain what you're doing in Germany? or um, To do with the British Army, they go out there for, well, they call it exercise, isn't it? They go on exercise. It's just, well, to me, it's like they just go skiing. Um, they do skiing, biathlon, so skiing and shooting. So like a cross country, ten k, twenty k. Um, then you've got biathlon, which is like a fifteen k. Then a shoot, and they must burn so many calories skiing and then shooting and loads of stuff like that. Um, we do the results basically, and the accommodation. It's pretty good, pretty interesting, right? Yeah. We eat well, put it that way, mm. very well. And uh, we've been over, I think it's two days early. Three days early, sir. 
because you got the World Cup biathlon. So all the, all the internationals would be America, Russia, Germany, UK. So we watched that two days to start. So it's good. Different. How's your um, diet and training been of late, mate? I'm 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 bulking or sulking. So I'm not dieting at all. Training is going phenomenally well. Which is good. So I thought, oh, couldn't it wasn't in the place to diet. So I thought, let's just make the most of it and just try and gain some muscle, try and concentrate on the gym more, not be too anal with like tracking, but don't make sure I'm not going, you know, ballistic. But yeah, I'm actually lifting some half decent weight again, finally. I'm finally back in the two plate bench club, which is not great, but you know what I mean? It's better than it has been. So. I'm trying to run for money now. I'm wrong off that. But yeah, it's going, it's going good. Squatting's going good. Don't deadlift anymore because it wrecks my back. I just don't bother doing it. So yeah, everything is, uh, everything's good. Yeah. I'm actually in the fours and the dumbbells. Forties. Well, they do say, they do say the, the strength never leaves you, does it, Johnny? It doesn't. I've always been pretty, pretty strong, like, so it's coming back. So I keep, and I keep going. So I think, hmm, you're a bit too fat now, mate. Let's get rid mm. of it. But I've got a plan in place. I'm obviously getting married in 2020. Right? So I've got 11 months. I've blocked out 11 months to diet. It's a lot. That is a long time, yeah. Very long time. Yeah, I come back from Germany. I'm going to mini cut. And then see what happens from there. But I thought I'd rather get ready a couple of months before. And if I have to, I can eat into rather than like, oh, give myself six months and miss it. What do you mind? Do you anticipate getting, Johnny? How big? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a long diet. I'm quite heavy now. I'm like, what am I now? 15, 12? Sure. So I've been, I've been the 16s at some point. Bear in mind he's but... only five foot one. <laughs> more, have more, but you'll be like, you're a BMI of 45. <laughs> I am actually six foot in the bit. So, you know, by by definition, I am obese. If you look at the BMI chart. Yeah, well, we've done, we've done that to death, mate. Let's not go over that. So, yeah, but I don't think I'm a normal, not normal, but 16 stone bloke. If someone who didn't train, be a bit, bit of a different shape, like, mm. strong, less strong. So... It's all going well. Loving training, smashing it. Weights up every week. Keep going. I will hit the wall, obviously, but yeah. Well, I mean, the good the good thing is, even with eleven months, obviously, it's not going to be eleven months straight dieting, is it? Obviously, you're giving yourself plenty of uh, room for diet breaks and um, yeah, refeeds that type of stuff. Because obviously, yeah, I think most people would struggle, if not everyone, would struggle to stick to an eleven month diet. Um, even in even in small, even if you're in a small deficit for a long time, that's still pretty hard to, to kind of just deal with that level of um, timing restrictions. It goes a bit like what we talked about in last week's episode, actually, where I said one of the things I learned from last year was time in states almost in terms of like time in a deficit or time in a surplus probably has a bigger effect than the amount, as in like the level of deficit or level of surplus, like especially coming up out. So like 
I think having more time in a surplus was really more beneficial than having like a big surplus. Way more, way more beneficial. And I think it works the other way with dieting as well. I think if you can get in and out quite quickly, um, that's a good thing. Um, and obviously if you are going to do a long diet, then it just means you just need to make sure that you're obviously having lots of breaks in between so you're not just consistently in this long diet because I think this long time in a deficit can be cause cause some problems. I think there's a lot of problems why these serial dieters have so many issues um, all of their life because they're just con- consistently dieting for long periods and just having short binges, which, you know, when you then work out from a time perspective in each state, not particularly ideal. No. I think I'm going to go for like maybe two months of a of a, of a, la- a very large deficit so I can stick to it for a relatively short period of time. Then mm. um, I plan on going away in May, only for like a week. So I'll start that as like a deload week and a calorie week and maybe carry on for a couple of weeks so I'll have like a a mini a mini break and then go again have a mini break go again and go from there so if I if I I'm going for a show on my butt if I can get as shredded as humanly possible a month beforehand then I can almost eat din- I can eat didn't work and I a bit yeah I don't think that's a bad plan um, in fact obviously I think it's a very good plan the main, main reason is being like you obviously you know, although you're not prepping for a competition but obviously you hear lots of the um respected and popular people saying about the diet before the diet almost in that you kind of need to get yourself into a decent shape before you actually start a diet because obviously not only from the amount of work you then got to, to do is reduced i.e the amount of dieting you have to do is reduced because you've kind of got a lot out of the way have a bit of a break but you just having that break just allows the fatigue to dissipate and obviously the dieting does cause a lot of fatigue um it obviously messes with your appetite signals, just even your psychological aspect of it. That just having that break just kind of resets all and just get allows you to then just start like a smaller diet, but it's just a lot easier to manage in the long term. Kind of like the way I say that diet before the diet is really important. I'm even thinking about what foods I'm going to go for. That's easy and quick, so I don't have to prep that much. Mm. Oh, have you seen those tuna, like tuna bags? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we talked about those, didn't we? 20 grams of protein. I mean, they're not huge amount of protein, but still it's enough. So them and like like frozen veg, I'm just gonna buy bags and bags of that. Just cook it all on day one. Just have it all ready to roll for the week. Liquid egg whites. I'm just in the, in the morning for breakfast. Just pour into a pan. Done. Warm the veg up. That's meal one done. Spread like, cheese on top. Yeah, a bit of cheese on oh, makes it better. <laughs> Either cheese or have you seen those? Um, it's like I think it's flaxseed almonds and some other bits and bobs in like a bag. They're quite expensive, but put out on top, 10 grams is enough. Then I'm like diced chicken breast. You can just obviously have to chop up, frozen, chuck it on the pan, you know, in the oven, season it up. That's done for the week. So I'm thinking, well, what can I do that's easy? That I'm not going to be cooking like for hours and hours and hours and hours. No, you know what I mean? no, that's important. Making a diet work for you in terms of adherence and being able to stick to it is key. We've talked about that before. Yeah, so that's the plan. Eleven months, so to get as shredded as possible. I think when you get to a certain level of people who've competed, you notice when even when they get bigger, they'll never go in a healthy, a healthy person in terms of relationship with food. You don't never going back to where they started. They always when they get bigger, they look a lot bigger. Obviously, because they, they look in fuller and they lean at the start you know what I mean you never like bulk now I'd be like I just look fat because I am not super I'm not lean 
for someone who's like eight, seven, six percent bucks. They put on a stone, they still look lean, even though they have gained, you know, eight percent body fat. You can stick in the teens as a man, like fifteen, sixteen percent all all the time. Dieting becomes relatively easy, you know, and even when you bulk back up and you don't look fat. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, no, just because I, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I've found that when I've dieted re- or down to leanish levels, and my body fat distribution is really weird. Actually, I tend to, for, for, I think on the way back up, I often feel and look worse than I did when I was dieting down at the same weight. If that makes sure. sense. Yeah, I, I don't know why that is. Like, I tend to find like, like my legs are never lean really anyway like a lot of my body fat is kind of held on my back and my lower half anyway so my legs are never really that lean but when obviously like my body fat levels got reasonably low i tend to find like it kind of goes from the lower half so i remember we forget this right around so i think it kind of goes from my lower half and first and then obviously my abs go and it kind of then like when i come back up it tends to my legs still stay a bit leaner but then it kind of comes on my abs first like it just seems to kind of accumulate around my middle more like quicker, which is weird. Cause I just think, well, that's not how it came off. There's um, quite a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of studies looking at either bodybuilders or refeeding like, um, underweight patients mm. that show that most, the majority of the fat gets deposited around the midsection first. And then with time stabilizing at that weight, it kind yeah, of redistributes. That's what I was going to say. Like that's the, and that I would genuinely hundred percent concur with that from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Me- like, like as an example, I might get down to say one seventy where my abs look pretty good, um, and obviously you know you get down to whatever weight you end up being, and then when on the way back up at one seventy, they don't look as good as they did at one seventy on the way down. They look worse, and I think that is because of that. Yeah. Do you think it's always better if you're you're heavier? You know what I mean? As if someone's like, oh, you take the extreme. If someone's sixteen, fifteen, sixteen stone shredded, when they get to like. If they gain the same amount of weight you did, they're not going to, because obviously there's more of them that distributed on, then you don't tend to see them looking like you described there. Like. Well, because they've got more muscle mass, basically. Because they're bigger. bigger. Yeah. yeah maybe. Big. Maybe it's got something to do with it. Yeah. Well, it'd be yeah. similar to if, like, a petite female gained five kilos versus a male, yeah. a bigger male gained five kilos, it would look very, very different. You'd probably yeah. notice it a lot more on the girl. Yeah. Just because, yeah. Mine probably goes more to my ass than the girl, though. <laughs> no joke. I just can't help it. I just got female hormones or something. Mine, I don't know. Mine was on my hips. Yeah. So not yet. Is what it is. It's just childish is what it is. Childish, yeah. No, it's, it's not like you can do about it, is it? So other than liposuction, it's kind of like, well, you just you just got to accept it. Yeah. I don't care true. anymore. It's just is what it is. It genuinely is. I know it's a shit phrase, but I kind of just look at it and think, well, you know, is what it is. You know, I'm changing it. Nope. Should we um should we get on to topic? Twenty three minutes in, bloody hell! Probably a good idea. Probably to keep this short. Friends, have you got half now? <laughs> um, so we were gonna do go back to our roots a little bit. Obviously, given our tagline is uh, something on the lines of help "busting myths to help you lose weight and gain muscle," something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. I think that's a bit. Um, we thought we'd do a little bit of myth busting. Kind of just a lot of this, I suppose that like. This could be, or should be, probably very uh, general knowledge for people nowadays. Certainly, if you've been listening to all our episodes, you should know this. But we thought we'd just go back and just revisit a few kind of common myths 
we can just tear the bottom out of it. I don't know. Have you two want to do it? I've seen some posts in the cinema group. I mean, a lot of people really don't know. But it's probably worth going over to people who are new. All right. Should we start with those? Because basically, I was going to stick to the usual, like, carbs are bad for you, fats are bad for you, eggs are bad for you. Maybe just to pick and see how many we can get through. Um, but if you want to start with the Slim World questions, let's see what we can do with those, because I don't even know what they are. So it'd be a surprise to me. Remember, I guess, I can remember some of, the most, some of the most silly ones. Well, like, what I remember, it was, don't, I can't remember what the plate of food was. It was a plate of food, and they... I looked at it, and as a guest, it was probably 600 calories. So I think this was a female who was about, I think she said she was like 12 stone-ish, something like that. She posted up a picture. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is free. I said, what do you mean free or sin-free? I said, you do know that's 600 calories, didn't you? We don't count calories here. They don't matter. I was thinking, you may not think they matter, but your body absolutely does run on calories and if you eat too many, you are going to get fat. No, I won't. So at that point, I didn't carry on the conversation because it was probably going to be pointless. Mm-hmm. So that, but it does show that this thing about calories not mattering exists because of people who, well, Slim and Will for one, people who spoke about keto for another one, mm-hmm. they, tend to, they, they tend to believe that like, Carbs are the enemy, and not you know calories. So it's like it's not bust too many myths in one one bit, mate. Mm-hmm. Just score the calories in. Calories absolutely matter. If somebody says to you they don't matter, they are a moron. You sh- and you're allowed to say that to their face. You are a moron. Moron. So calories. Then when anybody says they matter, if you want to lose weight, you must be in a deficit. Whether you create that through exercise, which is more difficult, or you eat less, which is easier, or you do both. Mm-hmm. Both is best. Okay. Fran, anything to add? What's your, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on calories and why they matter? No, I concur with that. I think um, quite a lot of the processes like Slimming World um, and Keto, etc., they don't count calories so they're told that they don't matter but they are all every single diet is based on creating a calorie deficit so if you're cutting out a whole food group you are most likely going to create a calorie deficit at least at the beginning um so most people doing slimming world if they've gone from having takeaways and stuff and then they're suddenly eating lots more um because i assume that free foods are just like pretty low calorie or very filling or high in protein or just stuff that's going to fill you up so if you go from eating very energy dense foods to just lots of foods that fill you up a lot you probably will be reducing your calories whether you're counting them or not doesn't really matter but they do still matter ironically some of the free foods aren't that low calorie though like pasta potatoes eggs 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 are free aren't they or have i got that wrong actually eggs might not be i can't remember um there are there are lots of like uh, whole bananas you know like 100 calories in a banana now yes that's a low calorie snack if you only eat one banana but if you're very hungry and you want to eat three or four of them and you are a only a well so you're a 12 stone female where your maintenance calories might be 16 17 1800 calories you're going to eat 20 percent of those calories in three bananas as a three snack and yeah obviously to the point you're making johnny people can 
easily go out um, or, or easily cause themselves road bumps or barriers and, and stop themselves losing weight. It's yeah. actually a really unfair message when you think about it, that these companies know that the, that the what they're selling is a calorie deficit in some way. Hmm. The people that are putting together like Slimming World, etc., know that calories exist and that they're important. But I think it's a really disempowering message to tell people, oh, do this and you'll lose weight when you're right, you can overeat on these foods and be trying your absolute damned hardest, think that you're working your ass off, think that you're being really healthy and not seeing results. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just that, I don't know, there's no integrity behind the whole thing. No, 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 you're absolutely right. Now, that's why so many fitness professionals have such big issues with a lot of these companies because they don't feel like they're ethical in their the way they work. Um, the whole diet industry, let's be honest, in itself is purposely built on repeat business on disempowering people on purpose to stop them being able to go off and do their own thing give or take you know or sorry exclude a few obviously good coaches and stuff that's in there that obviously do generally work to to work themselves out of a job out of a role because they they do empower people to go off on their own but you know excluding those you know skinny tea slim fast herbalife all of those are purposefully elusive in the actual mechanism of what's what's stopping weight loss and, and purposely causing confusion because obviously it just repeats business i remember a few years ago an ex-ceo i think it was weight watchers out of the not slim world but i think it's a weight watchers guy he said that was very much in their plan you know it was it was a um what's the word not mindful but it was it was their i can't think of the right word jesus christ it was it was a specific goal to purposefully keep it that way, basically, because they knew it then meant that people didn't have the education that when they stopped, they would inevitably end up putting the weight back on and go back to what worked previously, i.e. the slimming club or whatever it was. So, you know, that does show you the issues that can cause, as, as you rightly put. People look, because I scan the slimming group just to see what, what comfortable mm -hmm. they're asking, and some of the questions are unbelievable. I'm not saying... Everyone should know about nutrition, but we've got Google. Some of the questions, some of you'd ask for, would be you'd ask, you expect a five-year-old again? Come on! No, the the problem is, is obviously they have nutrition consultants or whatever they're labelled as um, that are seen as their authority. So they don't go to Google because they've got someone of authority to ask. They're slim and well people. So that's why obviously you just trust what they say you know you don't try you don't go to google and and try and second guess them that's what people do especially bear in mind their their ethos is built on a community that's that's their main selling point having a community of trust between these individuals um yeah. it's like you you see posts of oh i'm not gonna eat all i'm not gonna eat all day today so i'm gonna go my way in tonight i said yeah but, but what's the point in that my, so my, my, all, then it doesn't matter what we do today you still haven't lost fat my, my work colleague does exactly that. So there's a guy that follows... Um, he, well, actually, no, I'll take it back. He has done Slim World and Poopsie, but he doesn't do it now. He kind of does it himself. So he... I don't think he... I don't even know if he even counts points, but basically he weighs himself once a week in the same manner as you would do at a, at a, a, a fat club. Let's call it that, because I don't know what else to call it. Um, I'm allowed to call it anyway. My sister calls it fat club, which is why it's always called a fat club in my family. But anyway. <laughs> and she goes to Slim World, so it's... it's her words um anyway so he he weighs himself once a week and when he weighs himself he openly admitted to me even quite recently that he doesn't eat from the afternoon before until he weighs himself the next morning but just to manipulate his way in and he said i know i'm manipulating it and i know that in the long term it makes no difference but he does it anyway because psychologically it's better for him 
which is madness. Yeah, it, like it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not like he thinks he's getting more body fat loss from doing it. He he literally knows that he's just manipulating variables to reduce the scale weight number and nothing else. I, okay, he'll lose a bit extra body fat, but he'll then just eat more the following day to make up for it. If they were a boxer, they would go making weight to think, well, yeah, whatever. It, it makes some sort of sense. Just hit the hit the number on a scale and just eat like a lunatic the minute after you step off it. Hmm. Like just to lose, just. If you're if on a fat loss diet, it's like, what's the point? What are you doing? Like, but the, in this group, they would encourage them to do it. And like, you're all morons. Mm-hmm. They weren't happy with that, but still, I had to say, it was so annoying. It's like, do you know what you're doing to these people? Like, yeah. Psycho- I was going to say, you can't step up in those groups, though, and say stuff because obviously you're severely outnumbered. And obviously, they do have this trusting community. So, whether you're right or wrong, they're going to stick to what they believe in. You do find this, there's like, there's a few rebels in there now and again, but like back you up as a guy, at least there's someone. And you find people like some of them are pretty, are pretty intelligent. You think, oh, well, you've obviously gone away and learnt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, I've learnt this and this is a lot of rubbish. Yeah. There's probably a lot like, of people like you in there, mate, that are in there to st- get content or ideas or just understand. Because to be honest, a lot of those groups are really good to be in to understand who, te- I suppose, potentially are our target market, how they think, feel, and how they are, and then get a bit of an idea, so you can genuinely help them, not not go in and ridicule them. Isn't it? You get a lot out of it. Yeah, because some of the questions are, are valid, but then the, the responses are just ins- you think, oh my god, well you do you know what you're saying. Like, I mean, been awful. Some of the questions are ridiculous. I'm not talking; they just they just stupid. Yeah. Well, Why do I get postures from? Well, go to the fucking supermarket. You know what I mean? That's stupid. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably because they're after a specific sausage that's been given a very low sin count. You know what I mean? You know, go on Google. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the thing is like when, when Slimmer World or Weight Watchers come out with a new food promotion of a product of some sort. Like I remember when, um, what was it, those sausages, Porky Lights or whatever they're called. There's a brand called Porky Lights or Porky Whites, I think it's them, but they do a, a low calorie version. It was something like 65 calories a sausage and obviously they did taste quite nice for a, such a low calorie sausage. And... Um, when the slim world basically advocates them and say oh yeah these are only half a sin or something people went mad and just literally you couldn't buy them anywhere because the people in slim world and weight watch club just cleared the entire shelves of these things so it's just like it's mad absolutely mad but all they got all they've got to do is go right that sausage is now three sins because of whatever here's our sausage just zero then they just they, they'll turn over millions just by doing that mm. Deals and stuff, isn't there? There is Weight Watchers do have a certain like range of products that are yeah, all yeah, yeah. lower in sins. But I was going to say, isn't it mad how one week it could, that sausage could be half a sin, and then the next week they might decide that it's yeah, like well, three. They, they did because what was uh, the food that they put up in sins massively, and everyone sausages, went that was that sausage. Oh, it was the sausage. Yeah, people, yeah, the, the whole sl- you are so you Oh yeah, the Muller lights they they changed from free uh, to to added to made them a sin. But the sausages where people went crazy because obviously the, I think it was more to do the labelling of the company. They had labelled them slightly wrong, so they got retested and they had to put the, like they've, the actual company making those sausages actually put their nutritional information higher or the content higher because obviously I guess they had it a bit lower than it, than either it was originally or they've retested it and realised it's actually got more calories they thought in it. But obviously that then caused out, outrage because Slimworld then put from up like yeah half a sin to three sins or something. And everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't eat sausages anymore. It's like, well, you can. That's the whole point. Like, You've been 
eating the same sausage. Yeah, for... you've been eating the same <laughs> fucking sausage for Christ's sake. It's like, but anyway, yeah, the Muller the, the 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 Muller yogurt things are prime example. You know, just the, the Johnny's original point around all oh, the all these things are free, and that obviously therefore a uh, hundred calorie Muller light yogurt doesn't count. Yeah, it does because you know your body doesn't work on sins or points. Your body works on units of energy, i.e., calories. So, two yogurts, two bananas. Dip the banana in the yogurt. Nice. Yeah. Four hundred calories. Yeah. Two, add some potato to your dinner. You know, yeah. Because obviously, potato is free, or some pasta, and all of a sudden you've eaten about a thousand calories. And, and, and not being funny, most people are not, are not eyeballing pasta at 30 grams there. They're doing it like, oh, that's that's a nice number. That's 200 yeah. grams. Well, they're just, they're just, they're just filling up a plate, aren't they? They're not even eyeballing. They're just saying, right, let's fill up a plate with what I think is going to keep you full. And they carry that 600, 700. Exactly. Thing else on top. If they could easily eat 1,000 calories, thinking, oh, that's free. Yeah, right. Mm. But I suppose, like, just so to bring this back to the original point of myth busting, so. What we're saying is obviously like for people that think calories aren't a consideration, um, you, you kind of you have to because that's the way your body works. Your body uses uh, calories as a unit of um, energy, as a measurement to to function. So that's basically what it does. There are no, you know, a calorie. We put, I put up a post on Instagram the other day. A calorie is a calorie, no matter which way you want to look around it. Um, so you do have to consider it. And obviously, one of these things where it has been. I think accepted within the scientific population as fact, even though as much as, you know, you can't prove everything in science, you can obviously rule out so many different variables that it's most likely to be correct. But I think science is one of these things where it's really difficult to say this is definitively is 100% correct, but it is pretty much accepted as scientific fact that energy balances, what we said, the, the fundamentals of weight loss, gain or management uh, or maintenance. So it's just like nutrients matter. You wouldn't buy a house that's just been put together and never measured. Nobody would. But then people will accept that calories don't matter. It's like saying meat does don't matter when you're measuring a kitchen or a bathroom. It's stupidity of the highest order. And it's not the fault of people who just didn't diet in. They don't know. But the people who say it's not and they know full well it is, dickheads. Mm. Dickheads. That's what he says. Dickheads. Slimming world. Keto people, low carb zealots, all them. So, maybe we touch on that a little bit now, then, just because it follows on um, reasonably nicely. Um, so obviously, like you could say, like the myth of. Sorry, look, hold on. I need to plug my laptop in before it dies. Um, the myth of um, carbs being um, inherently fattening, i.e., carbs are what cause weight gain, um, or even you could say the same principle of like people say eating fat makes you fat. Um, because it just ties in with actually none of that matters if calories are obviously the principal weight gain, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think I think I think the thing with carbs it doesn't help that if you overconsume them by a lot, then weight will fluctuate because of water retention and things like that. Then people will think, oh look, I've eaten carbs and now I'm four pound heavier overnight, and they yeah. go, oh, I must be fat and when yeah. you. You don't gain four pound of fat overnight unless you're eating like a whole cow overnight. Twenty thousand calories. Yeah. Um, no, no, true. I, I guess that's self, quite self-prophesizing in its own manner. Um, along with other things like um, like sodium water retention, sodium-related water retention and stuff, it can be easy to go out and have a high-carb, junky meal. Which you know, you go out and have a burger and chips, say, and you think, oh my god, 
Um, I've just eaten all these carbs because of all these chips, which ironically is probably more fat in than mm-hmm. them anyway, but still. Um, I've eaten all these carbs and chips and I've now weighed myself next down. I've put on four pounds. So it must be that junky meal because, as I say, self-prophesizing. Well, actually, in reality, is you've eaten a bit more carbs than you've done. Um, you've had some salt, which has increased the amount of water your body holds on to to equalize, essentially, the amount of sodium in your body. Um, and therefore, that's what most of the scale... You might put a little bit of body fat on if you've overeaten by a few calories, but nowhere near going to be to the extent of four pounds what the scale weight. So it kind of does then self-prophesize, as I say, or confirm to people that that junky meal made me fat because my scale went up. And in reality, as it's not, it's all the things I've just said. You've eaten more carbs, you've stored more water, and you eat more salt, you've stored more water. So, I guess... If someone's overeaten or gone out for a junky meal, I'll often say, don't bother, get on the scales for the next two days, mm. just drink a lot of water, mm. and then back to normal by day three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used that with some clients where I've said, look, if you have a less than, if you don't have a perfect day, or what you see as a perfect day, don't weigh in the next day. Because it'll just be shit data. It'll be funky data that's just no use so actually you're better off just not doing that and just waiting until either the following day or like you say even day three sometimes so um i just want to touch on so just just to back up what we're saying with a little bit of science although i'm not going to quote any of the actual research papers but pretty much any research paper that shows um i suppose calories and protein being matched within groups and then they've measured weight loss they've pretty much always been the same haven't they you know, like there's no significant difference between any groups in terms of whatever type of diet they choose to follow when calories are protein matched, i.e. low carb, low fat. So you can have low low carb, high fat, low f- fat, high carb. If calories, total calories consumed and protein is matched, all the results always come out the same in any well-designed study, right? So that can pretty much blow out the water. Any idea of carbs being the cause of weight gain or fat being cause, the cause of weight gain, um, or even any any macronutrient, because obviously when calories are controlled and matched, then we see the same results. We see the same level of weight gain. I think most people tend to over-consume carbs in general. So when they diet, they tend to remove carbs, breads, all that sort of stuff, and they go, oh, I've lost weight. It must be the carbs. So sort of it even reinforces, or oh, must be carbs. They've dropped this, this, and this, and they've lost weight, not Actually, well, bread can hit 100 calories a slice I eat a day. I don't eat bread anymore, so I've dropped 800 calories. Mm. It yeah, stores yeah. just with the carb, with the food itself, yeah. not with the energy content. That basically works the opposite of what I said in terms of the junky meal, doesn't it? It's like people then also almost um, uh, well, I'm having bad mind blanks again today. Um, self again self prophesize i suppose is probably another word so like obviously you know you as you said you remove the carbs therefore you obviously remove some calories but you also remove carbs which then releases water again like we said water that's stored along with carbohydrates as glycogen in the muscles so people again then that, that then confirms to them in their mind that well i removed bread and i lost loads of weight so it must be the bread that's causing me to gain weight when in reality you're just eating less carbohydrates so that's why obviously people swear on things like low low carb diets because they see this initial whoosh or drop of weight go from the the water retention um and then that confirms to them that that diet works but can't sustain it eat more carbs again and the weight goes back on so again it could completely again confirms confirms in their mind again that carbs are what's causing the the weight gain so yeah and i think obviously again if you go back to the studies um if you take away that first week of um, weight loss or week or two maybe of weight loss but usually the first week of weight loss when people on a low carb diet compared to a low fat diet because obviously you don't see that water loss in a low fat 
yeah, low fat diet because obviously you're not removing carbs. Um, again, results are the same no matter what way you do it. It's just usually you see a quicker drop in that first week when you go low carb because of the, the loss of glycogen and water. So just so people know that. Look at all athletes on TV, footballers, rugby players, Olympians. They're all shoveling carbs in their because we're not a fashion. And you don't see many fat athletes do. Shot putters. Shot putters. Yeah. Look at footballers, footballers. Andy Reid, remember? Remember him? He used to play for Knott's Forest, was it? He was a fat footballer. Look at Neil Ruddock in his later days. Sorry, man. I'm I'm being facetious. (laughs) 10 rows, like 17 stone, which looks like he's on the gear. They just aren't being (laughs) True. Um, I've got another one. Jan Mulby. Jan. Swansea player, wasn't he? Uh, Well, obviously... Best known for Liverpool, he actually spent six months on loan at Norwich, actually as well. Yeah, Did maybe. He? But he was um, he was fabulous. One of the best footballers, just never moved out the centre circle because he was too fat. But he was fantastic on the ball, amazing. I think back in them days, it was more to do with the beer they were drinking rather well, than the pool. Yeah. yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah, it's a different different level of athlete then. Let's be honest. Um, all right, cool. Uh, have we done? I think we've kind of smashed calories, carbs, high fats. Um, yeah, we got anything else we want to add on that? I don't think what I've seen, what I've seen recently in that seven world group because there's loads of stuff on there. Okay, I think right. it was scale weight more than more than anything I just remember. I know if as a myth, well, class as a as a myth busting, like especially in, obviously there was a lot of women in the group, so they will see a fluctuation of like four pound. Obviously, because of menstrual cycle and stuff like that, and they think, oh my God, and they go off on one. It's like, oh, I've ended it. I can't do it. I can't stick to it. And they just have a meltdown. It's like, calm down. So, I know I always ask a question. This is a ridiculous question. What are you in your menstrual cycle? And they, and they fair enough, they all, they all say, oh, I'm, I'm on week three. Well, just don't bother weighing next week. Weigh the week after. Tell me what happened. And then, until you actually make them realize, actually, if you weigh every day, for probably eight weeks and just watch and, and average average each week out and you watch what happens to your weight so I think how can I put it like a myth is because you've just you've gained two pounds of weight doesn't mean you've gained two pounds of fat mm. well the myth, the myth is obviously the um, fact that scale weight or, or the myth is people think scale weight is a reflection of their, their body fat levels but no, definitely not. Look at Lennox Lewis and his prime was like 17 stone 7 or 17 stone 10. Anthony Joshua was like 17 or 18 stone. Shredded. Well, not shredded, but you know what I mean. Got abs. I mean, weight is just a number. It's irrelevant. To be honest, the other thing that I've seen a couple of times, people have sent me those um, BIA, you know, the body um, fat results. Well, mm. and I think that's another one to point out that that is very inaccurate as well because that does give you a this is your fat mass or this is how much fat, this is how much muscle you have. And very, I mean, I think quite like it's more common knowledge probably that lots of things affect scale weight, but it's maybe slightly less common knowledge that mm. lots of things also affect that, that mean it could fluctuate massively week to week and mean absolutely nothing. For example, if you're super hydrated, um, you will appear to be leaner. And if you're a bit dehydrated, then you appear to have more body fat or there's a number of other factors that like affects that as well um but it's another one that people put a lot of um like uh waiting on um like kind of pin their 
progress on yeah. I mean, those kind of my um my withing scales at home have uh biometric impedance analysis in it and they do that basically my body fat percentage goes so for on the 7th of december i was apparently 13.9 percent body fat the following day i was 17.5 mm. literally so from the 7th to the 8th of december and then obviously it's kind of fluctuated 17 16.1 18 18.3 17.8 uh 20% on the 2nd of january and down to 19% on the 6th apparently um so bear in mind that what we know calories is um or energy balance is going to determine whether i lose body mass um okay you could argue maybe I lost some some muscle mass but i've been in a huge surplus for probably the last 2 weeks so from the second of January, I've lost one percent body, body uh, fat apparently, even though I've been in a massive surplus. So you could argue, well, maybe I just put on loads of muscle mass, and therefore the percentage of fat has reduced because obviously compared to the amount of lean body mass I have, it's less. But it's probably not going to happen. So I think it just shows you how inaccurate these things are, and people shouldn't look at them. I think especially if you go and see, you visit a PT, and he pulls out this. Tanita scales and they think oh this is must be professional this gives you some wild and you and if they come back in the next week and it's gone wildly above and then you're already smashed the confidence totally from the start yeah oh, so, I've done with the PT I've died it off for a week and I've gained five percent body fat a lot a lot of the gyms have those like a bit like the ones you have in boots now don't they obviously sort of, kind of slightly smaller versions but where you stand on them and hold some metal conductors oh. and a lot of gyms have those kind of analysis stuff now. Like the, I think all the Virgin gyms have them. Um, I know Fitness Space in Norwich has them. And I just say to people, like, they're just not worth anything because they're just too erratic in terms of what they measure. I mean, you did just list a couple of things, didn't you, Fran? I think that, that kind of affect them. But, yeah. I mean, do you want, should we go through all the things that we know affect them? So, um, so that was hydrate. The main one was hydration. Hydration, body temperature. Body temperature. Um, Obviously, you've got the same things with other scales in terms of um, time of day, how much food you've eaten, how much food residue still in your your gut in terms of whether you've had a poo or not. Um, the way of your clothing as well, because quite often they just tell you to put in an arbitrary number for your clothing. You just say, I don't know, my clothing weighs a kilo, but you could be wearing completely different clothing, but you're yeah. still putting in a kilo. Yeah. Uh, same with, I think the ones that you only step on, they only really send the current around your legs. Mm -hmm. um because they obviously like go up your legs and come down so it's only really making a measurement of your lower half half, which for some people is considerably holds more fat than your upper half so it gives you an inflated reading um so those ones um i think actually maybe that's the because you know it gives you a bmr uh it gives you a bmr number as well and it gives you a um gives you calories to maintain your weight and all kinds of it spits out a whole load of random numbers and from what i've seen they've all been pretty inaccurate yeah mine we, mine mine doesn't spit out um calories on that but obviously it connects to my withings which tells me which again is another thing i completely ignore we did a whole lab in um i think it was third year at uni where we used about five different methods in body fat so we used calipers we used bia we used um the tanita scale type things um there was a couple of other ways that we did it as well um and compared and they were just so wildly different it was kind of just to show that all of these different methods of doing it have limitations um and you just need to be really aware of what the limitations are if you can use them Uh, for me the limitations and the variables affect it just basically renders them completely useless 
Mm. Yeah. Unless you maybe the only reason I could see it might be useful is if you have someone so anal like a bodybuilder that's gonna use them in exactly the same conditions every single time. And still then the actual reading's probably not correct, but being able to track that reading might give you an indication of progress or what's going on. That'd be the only reason I could see. Yeah, I suppose as long as they're consistently inaccurate. Yeah. Then at least you could possibly use a value. Like you say, if you're a bodybuilder who just ANL will wear the same pants at the same time of day, mm-hmm. drinking the same amount of food and the same meal mm-hmm. beforehand. But yeah. Isn't the sort of person that is going to be actually using them or listening to this? No, probably not. No. I think the problem is, is a lot of things like body temperature and hydration status and stuff, you can't really control them very easily. Like, it's, it's all well and good trying to control every variable to be really anal about it, but some of the stuff is pretty much out of your control. Like, what if you've done a poo, is out of your control? Like, to a certain extent, unless you're taking mm. bloody laxatives or diuretics and stuff. It's... Yeah. Anyway, so, um, there you go. It's a myth of scale weight. The, just I mean, measurements. Yeah. I, I was just going to add, I think it's probably worth just saying that acute measurements are what we're really saying is the issue. Um, chronic measurements over time do give you a bit of an indicator of kind of where you're heading um, because obviously averages over time are going to be a lot easier to kind of compare but obviously day to day just you just don't don't worry about them um, and I think just maybe the myth of like body fat percentages while we were kind of talking about it like it's you can't actually measure body fat in any accurate any completely 100% accurate way unless you're dead and you are you know like you take a cadaver and chop it up and literally cut off or, or every two, little single piece of body fat that's the only way you can measure body fat they do so, actual body then they couldn't find any uh any? yeah that was that german guy wasn't it shredded beyond belief yeah, shredded there, death there was, yeah there was almost like um no any 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 measurable form of body fat when they when they did it, it was, it's, it's mad isn't it but how was he done that like i don't know crazy but um yeah, so just just obviously we'll end on this bit because obviously Fran needs to go, but um, just just want to confirm. So any measurement of body fat is a actually a measurement of something else and then guessed, i.e. they measure your lean body mass. So you can kind of do like dual X-ray um, or like say BIA where they can kind of send current through the body and measure certain like resistance frequencies and stuff. But essentially they're measuring other things and then guessing what your body fat is. So basically none of them are accurate so just bear that in mind when people are worried about what body fat percentage you are because it's basically impossible to tell unless you're dead mm-hmm. so there we go Coming back to one of the one of the best measures of progress i reckon for most people is uh, progress pictures that's all that really it, matters though let's be honest what you look the, like and how you feel yeah, yeah. 100% so, hmm. right i Weigh in once a week is pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing going back to Slimmer World, Weight Watchers, is because of all these variables we're now talked about, it does make that process unreliable and silly to base your entire week's success or failure on. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. Plus it just drives poor behaviours, i.e. don't eat, not eating like from fucking 12 hours beforehand because you want to have a low weigh-in. Or wearing a smaller, lighter dress. Yeah. Or taking laxatives, which a lot of people do. 
at Slimmer World and Weight Watchers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, I'm going to call it there then, boys and girls. It's all did. 55 minutes in. It's been different. You know, it's been a little little uh, free chat about various things that we, I suppose, we don't like. So we've just tried to help educate a bit about. But um, Have we got anything we want to quickly plug, say, do? Oh, we'll, have, we'll have a photo shoot. Um, oh, yes. It's coming up soon, will we? Yeah. So if anyone's interested in the photo shoot package, which I think, uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, we did mention, I think it must have been last week, um, a, I think it's what's a 14-week nutrition coaching plan um, with the end result being to have your photos taken in a photo shoot. Um, don't feel it's got to be one of those fitnessy, um, freakishly lean type of photo shoots where you know you have to get jacked. It's more around a transformation um, process that we want to kind of ca- help people capture and have some really nice... I suppose evidence of of transforming themselves in a you know in like a professional setting. So um, we've got loads of people that are, have shown some really good interest in it, and a lot of those people are people that just want to see see how well they can do over that fourteen weeks, and not necessarily be standing in a gym with their shirt off or you know in lycra or in a tiny little lycra gym shop top or something, because um, that's not for everyone. So if anyone's interested. Um, make sure you're part of our Facebook group because I guess it'll go out there first or get on the email list and uh, you'll get information there first. Um, it is going to be capped numbers so um, hopefully we'll fill them up but if people are interested then don't miss out because uh, yeah, we obviously, um, a few of us guys did one earlier last year or middle of last year and to be honest it was, it was a, an amazing experience which is why we want to share it with people. So Get on it. Get on it. Um yeah, that's probably it. And obviously, I think most of us have still got some spare spots for one-to-one coaching if anyone's interested in getting some support in achieving whatever goal they want, whether it's losing weight, building some better habits or better lifestyle habits, um, or whether it's uh, if they're uh, more of a performance perspective in terms of either sports performance or just getting jacked. Yeah. Getting jacked like Jack. <laughs> He'll be happy now, Jack Jackson. Cool, look at how many Jack? You're getting jacked like Jack Jackson. Jack, Jack that's a point actually like you, his parents must fucking hate him like why would you call your son Jack if your son is Jackson that's he, shit couldn't think of a name yeah maybe it's like if my parents called me Bradley 